I don't hey. understand that. <laughs> <laughs> You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. All right, welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in business is back in business. Joined as always by my favorite ghost. We got Nate Christian, Phil, Landfill Simmons, and Chevin Nooney. Gentlemen, how are we tonight? We're doing great. Uh, We're doing great. You know, sometimes you get tired. Sometimes you're feeling energetic. It just depends on the day. And uh, we're feeling energetic tonight. We're not sitting down. And if you're not, sometimes you just got to take a seat. You got to sit down, Mike. <sighs> Best okay. way to go. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> if anybody know, wants to know what the hell we're talking about, you could DM me. I'll probably ignore it, but you could DM me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, when I leave work, the lady that works at the front desk, she goes, tell your girls I say hi. I'm like, I'm not going to do that, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> how old how old is michelle like 62 or oh man bless her heart listen i get what i've she's one of the loudest people i've ever worked with i get one hour of solitude a day it's the hour between 8 and 9 a.m because i am not with my wife daughter or michelle so that's the only time i'm not around the three loudest people that i'm surrounded with constantly so between the hours of 8 and 9 a.m that's my piece Unfortunately, customers fuck that up but um you know what they need <laughs> what i need to do in that hour is break out Like some of these early 2023 wide receiver breakouts. So are they going now, you know, you could define a breakout. Breakouts are going to be defined in different ways. It could just be going from being fully healthy, getting a quarterback upgrade, maybe getting a new offensively minded head coach, or they could definitely smash and get into the next tier. So we're going to tell you all those things. We're going to tell you who, the what, the why, and the most important thing in fantasy football, the how much. Mm -hmm. So Nate, you love going first. So we're going to start with you. Who is your early 2023 wide receiver breakout? Yeah, so I was trying to find somebody that I thought was cheap enough that, you know, we can just go find, you know, not have a huge risk for, but still give us some good upside. Mm-hmm. And going through the list of guys and that kind of that mid to late tier of value at the wide receiver position, I was pretty excited about Sky Moore. You know, he is a rookie this year, but the Jets have certainly cooled um, on him, you know, as one of the hot names during the draft, you know, going to the Mahomes-led Chiefs. Everyone was really excited about what he would do. He really hasn't had a ton of production this year. In the last three games, though, he has started to look a little bit better. He's starting to get 40% snap count each of the last three games. He's getting out there on the field, even with Juju Smith-Schuster back this past weekend. Two of the last three games, he's had six targets and five receptions. With the second-round draft capital that he has, he's going to be part of that offense next year. He has his opportunity to be part of that offense next year, and he's starting to show some promise. He's got the second-round draft capital, so he's with the team for four years. We've seen how they hold on and try to get their wide receivers involved throughout the rookie contract. They're still trying to get Miko Hardman involved. So Sky Moore is going to get opportunities over the next three years, and it's going to be opportunities from Patrick Mahomes, who we know is probably the best quarterback in college in, in all, all of football right now. Yeah. I'm going to say college football. but He would be the best in college right now. He would be the best quarterback, obviously, in college football as well. We could make that argument, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe Caleb Williams. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll get there one day. But it's still his working season. He could still gain some momentum uh, at the end of this season. Also, we know the Chiefs are going to be in the playoffs. Sky Moore, if he does anything 
in the playoffs. His name is going to be huge this offseason. You might even want to flip him for the end of and by the rookie draft. You might be flipping him for a first round pick if he has a Gabe Davis esque playoff. Mm-hmm. So Sky Moore is a guy I think you want to go get right now because he's tied to an incredible offense. And even if next year they bring in some competition and he's a wide receiver too, you're still getting the wide receiver two in the Chiefs offense. And you know, Juju Smith Schuster is going to be a free agent after this year. I doubt he's coming back to the Chiefs. He'll find somewhere else. And Miko Hardman's going to be a free agent as well. We've talked about this before. Marquez Valdez Scantling is still going to be there, but Sky Moore, I could see him surpassing him on snap count by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And if they do bring in competition, I still think Sky Moore in that slot position would be the number two target at the wide, re- wide receiver position. So mm-hmm. it's a guy I'm trying to target. And to get him, you can send a guy like Jacoby Myers. You know, if you're looking towards next season, I like Jacoby Myers for the production this year, but if you're already looking towards next year and you're trying to find some value, Jacoby Myers is a guy you can move on. He'll be a free agent. I don't know where he's going to end up. Devin Singletary also would be a guy I would move for Sky more if I'm looking towards next year. And then of course, if you're starting to look at moving some draft capital, you could probably get Sky more for a late second, mid to late second, uh, 2023 pick. Mm-hmm. It was funny because his teammate, Kadarius Tony, at this point last year, we could have almost been saying the same thing. Yes. Here we are. Can't even get on the field. Yeah. And we'll definitely have to keep an eye on Kadarius Tony. Um, you know, I'm not convinced by Tony yet, but if he breaks out, Obviously, that's going to be something we we'll have to take into account with Sky Moore. But like I said, if the Chiefs decide that Sky Moore and Tony are what they want to move forward with, you know, you're still happy having one of the two. Okay, great. So Nate is expecting a breakout for Sky Moore. And let's see, Pork, why don't we move on to you? Who's going to be smashing wide receiver wise in 2023 for you? Uh, so for me, I'm going to go with uh, Jahan Dotson. Who? He's going to have Jahan Dots. I'm going to say it right because you're going to keep – you kept trying to mess me up in my uh, – in, in, in the show sheet. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> but 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 Jahan Dotson is a guy that, you know, we, we kept trying to push the narrative on uh, the end of the end of the first round. You want these two running backs or you want Jahan Dotson? And, and Jahan Dotson is that guy. Uh, first game, he had two touchdowns with a Carson Wentz, who obviously isn't the quarterback for anybody anymore. But now that he has Taylor Heineke, uh, <laughs> um, and he came back from an injury, he had Taylor Heineke last week, and last week he had a really good game, had the the winning uh, touchdown in that game. Well, not the winning touchdown, but the tying touchdown because they actually tied. But And they flexed um, that week 15 game to Sunday night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they did. But they he <laughs> – and then he looks good. Um, he um, and he was dealing with that hamstring injury, um, and we were just waiting for him to come back to be a hundred percent. I'm glad that they took their time with him because they know um, the talent that he has. He has the first round draft capital, and he's going to be um, forever tied to uh, Terry McLaurin on the other side of the field. And the one thing that I'd hear that uh, Taylor Heineke said is that we're going to get Taylor Mc- Terry McLaurin the ball. We're going to just force him the ball, and the good thing is. He's going to take that double coverage and leave uh, Jahan Dotson open downfield or the intermediate routes. And we see with the intermediate routes, he's able to, you know, take it to the house at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing for me is that uh, Jahan is a receiver who's 5'11", uh, 181, but he doesn't play 5'11". He plays like 6'1", 6'2", because of his vert, and he can get up and, and, and catch those balls. So, a short receiver like that can go downfield and win those 50-50 balls. So I think he's a guy next year 
if they do stay with Taylor Heineke or upgrade that position, he's a guy who can go up maybe a tier or two. I'm not going to say that he's going to be a wide receiver one or high-end wide receiver two, but uh, a low-end wide receiver two, I, I'll take that all day for, for my fantasy team. And that, that's somebody that you can be able to play from week to from a week-to-week basis or, you know, if you want to put somebody in a flex position um, for that. Uh, they they are a team that looks like they're going to run the ball, but again, that's going to help downfield stuff that 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 uh that play action play action passes that he that works best for his uh for his skill set. Um, so when so when we have uh trades for that, uh, they have a, a Jahan Dotson and a twenty three first for a Joe Mixon. Uh, I like Jahan Dotson. And again, I was talking about Joe Mixon in the in the last in the last podcast that we were talking about. He's getting a little bit older, and I we we always talk about how we want to build around build around wide receivers for our dynasty teams, and we can get younger, uh, acquire those uh, assets in a rookie draft, so you can get these young rookies in the twenty three draft and the twenty four drafts, and, and build around them. So. This is, you know, one of the reasons why I like Jahan Dotson for the future, and I know Mike likes him a lot. Penn State alum, and mm-hmm. we can we can win some championships with him. All right. So Pork is going to be expecting a breakout for our good friend Jahan Dotson. So, and you know, hey, if you want to break out too, your skin won't be doing it if you use Doctor Squatch. Our scrub bet of the week brought to you by Doctor Squatch. We're doing that right now. Dedicated to male-specific formulations that directly address the personal care demands of men like you and me everywhere. They offer a wide variety of bundles that were catered to your specific needs. Listen, you get a subscription service. You can do it all up, so don't drop the soap. Take care of yourself for once and smell great doing it. And if you're new to Dr. Squatch, which you shouldn't be by now, but tell a friend. Save 10% off orders of $20 or more in your first purchase when you use the promo code in the description. All the links are in there. Go ahead and get it set up. So last week's Dr. Squatch scrub bet, Rashid Shahid over under three fantasy points, and he got 10 and a half fantasy Ooh. points, Nate. So it looks like um, everybody but Nate was good to go on that one. How about that? Usually I'm not the one losing these. It feels bad to be <laughs> the, uh, the one person losing. Kind of like it. Well, you know, you were the good sport of the bet. We know you didn't want us all to go. He's going over, so I, I will give you half of half a loss on this one. We're rooting for Shahid a little bit, I and he bet. balled last night too. He actually looked he, really good. He did. He did in fact ball, as they say. But Nate, what, um, <laughs> what is your your scrub oh, like brought to you good. by Doctor Squatch for week? Uh, what week are we in now? We're in week fourteen now. Awesome. Oh. And I don't know the week. I thought today was Thursday for a while. That's okay. You know, week 14, Monday Night Football, we got the Cardinals playing the Patriots. Oh, baby. Oh, yeah. I'm sure this is going to be a great game with lots of offensive scoring and efficiency, and it's not going to be ugly at all, right? Hmm. Yeah. Well, we're going to have something to look forward to, and that is how many fantasy points Robbie Anderson scores. Oh, God. Under. <laughs> yeah, I don't, know, I don't care what the number is. Robbie Anderson has played 
over 40% of snaps the last two games for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's, you know, starting to get a part of the offense now that, you know, he's had a couple of weeks under his belt with the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. They are coming off their bye, so he's been able to get into the playbook, really study it, play some Call of Duty with Kyler. And it's looking good now. It's looking good now because he's projected for two points over oh, under. Gosh. I will say he got 2.7 points in the last game, but the game before that with a 46% snap count, he got zero fantasy points. I'll start with this one. What do you got, Chef? The scrub bet of the week has brought out the stardom for some of these players. It has. Shahid, 10 points. I mean, A.J. Green from the dead, like 15 (laughs) points. Mm Mm-hmm. I got to take the over. I got, I got to imagine one deep ball to this kid. Two points. That, that, that's not that much for this guy. He's he's not getting a lot of targets. Actually, when he gets more playing time, he gets negative yardage. So we're going to go. He gets 40, 40%. You know, he's going to get that one big catch. We're going over. All right. Well, listen, Robbie Anderson is in the scrub bed hall of fame. This is his second appearance, setting a record. The fact of the matter is the last time Robbie Anderson was relevant, Josh McCown was throwing him the football for the New York Jets. DeAndre Hopkins, he out there. A.J. Green, like Chev said, from the dead. Greg Dortch, Hollywood Brown, whoever, uh, Trey McBride, but not Robbie Anderson. Give me the under. If I could get that Robbie Anderson would get negative points and put money on it, I might take that. Give me the under. All right. Workman. Yeah. I think until uh, Robbie Anderson shaves that uh that horrific hair that he has, I'm just gonna take the under until he gets rid of that those dreads that he has under his uh, helmet. How are you gonna say that with a bald head? Mm. Hey, I'm the greatest. Jealous. I would have bald you. I got a little hair in the back though. Just a tad. Well, unfortunately, we don't have a Manscaped sponsorship anymore for us to take care of that for you. Nate, did you make your selection by chance? I have not. I'm going to join Chef on the over. I believe in Robbie Anderson coming off the bye. They're going to get him involved in the offense with at least one catch, right? It might Watching be like one catch for eight yards. Half a yard. Yeah. It's going to be one catch for eight yards or five catches for 22. I mean, you choose. Yeah. All right. Well, we are still going. Uh, Pork and I are still going with the under, so we got two for the over. Uh, Sean, go ahead and make sure you make note of that. Bob, please don't delete that. So that is our scrub bet of the week brought to you guys by Dr. Squatch. If you haven't tried Dr. Squatch yet, please don't wait anymore because your satisfaction is guaranteed by Mm. Nate Christian. Possibly. Possibly. All right. So let's keep going, shall we? And Chev, who is your 2023 wide receiver breakout? Yeah, and this is a guy that he really hasn't had super amount of opportunity, but he's a guy that the ball's thrown to him. There's a good chance he's going to catch the dang thing. It's Alec Pierce. On the season, he has 60 targets, 32 receptions, 510 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, if you just go look at the highlights for the last – I think it was week five and week 13 where he actually got opportunities uh, to get targeted pretty heavily. 
the dude just makes plays. It doesn't matter where the ball is thrown. The defender could be almost picking it off, and the guy snatches it from him almost every single time that it happens. And it, it's huge for Matt Ryan because, I mean, against Dallas, he probably could have had 20 picks, but Alec Pierce helped him out with that. Alec Pierce is a guy that you really didn't have to spend too much draft capital for in the first place. I think it was like a late second, maybe even a third round pick in your in your draft. So it's paying off to have those late round pick or the later picks if you're a contending team. Alec Pierce has just dominated when he's gotten the targets. Whenever he gets six targets, he gets over 12 points. Uh, so, I mean, if the guy can just be in the offense heavily – and be an absolute menace getting targets, he's going to do so. The guy is just uber athletic. It doesn't have to be a deep pass. We see a lot of the times where he was winning deep in college. That's not the case. He can win short intermediate routes as well. And he's a he's a solid wide receiver. That's what I want. I want a guy that is going to make plays. Doesn't always have to be the best ball, but if you throw it to him, you can probably count on him to catch it if it's, if it's in his range. Uh, the QB play has just been subpar. The coaching has just been all over the place. You never really know what you're going to get from week in and week out with that team. We see Matt Ryan is – I don't even know. I'm going to be honest. I wanted to shed a tear for that kid last week because it was just embarrassing and sad, everything that was happening to him. And that offense has to get better next season. They're obviously going to have to get a new quarterback next year whether it's in the draft or whether it's a free agent, there's a couple good guys out there, but Alec Pierce is a guy that I really, I really love. I think he can be, I think he can reach that wide receiver two tier, but I really see him more as a wide receiver three uh, moving forward. And there's a lot of good trades out there. There was a trade Alec Pierce for or Alec Pierce in a first for George Pickens. And, I mean, honestly, Alec Pierce is a dog. Get that first-round pick. I honestly yeah. don't hate it. George Pickens is, again, target heavily. I think he's a great talent. Don't get me wrong. But getting a first in Alec Pierce, I kind of I, – I don't hate it. I think it's a, it's a good opportunity. Alec yeah. Pierce for Devin Singletary, oh. an aging veteran running mm-hmm. back, possibly going to be getting snaps taken from, from James Cook. Here's your chance. Go get him. Alec Pierce for Kyron Williams – and Dion Sims, Dion Sims what? doesn't have uh, yeah. he doesn't have Dion anything Sims. next to his name. I don't Sims even know who the guy player. is. Sims yeah, David player. maybe. Oh. But what about this one? This one's like crazy. Yeah, Alec Pierce, Isaiah Pacheco for a second. What in the Whoa. world are y'all doing? Wow. Who, <laughs> who is? I don't care if it's this, two man? one. That's yeah, I'm taking those two crazy. players. Absolutely, because I think individually they're worth more than that. Right? Yeah. And there's plenty more that are just like that. Let me try to find one more. Alec Pierce, a 2024 first for Chris Godwin in 2024 third. I think I like the Chris Godwin side at the moment. I think you can get a lot of of good play out of Chris Godwin moving forward, and it can propel you into the championship. So I probably wouldn't go with that one. Um, Let me see. Let me give you one more. This one's weird too. Alec Pearson for Austin Eckler. I don't know about that one. That's that's a little wild for me. Whoa. I don't know where that one came from. That's man. a little wild there, folks. I think I might lean the Eckler side here. Maybe. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna go the Eckler. I mean, and also Alec Pierce Zay, for Zay Jones in the 2023 second. Zay Jones is popping off. I mean, the 2022nd 
I think it's worth it to get rid of for Alec Pierce at this point. I think the guy, once he gets opportunity, he's on a keep trade cut. I think he's wide receiver 51 at the moment. Doesn't have super value. Go out and try to throw a second out there, and you can probably acquire Alec Pierce, and you're going to be happy for it the next few seasons. All right. So, Chev predicting a breakout for Alec Pierce, and I, I like what I'm what I'm hearing there. One, one more thing, you? man. Jahan Dotson, that dude is going to be a stud. I think oh, we yeah. all really like that guy a lot. Yeah. Man, when I saw Pork Man, I was hoping Nate had him, to be honest. I just wanted to hear Nate gush all about him, but that, that guy is going to be special. If you can go acquire him, go do it. All right. So, like what I'm hearing about Alec Pierce, I have him in a bunch of spots. Very happy with what I'm seeing. So, let's yeah. move on. I am uh, predicting next year my wide receiver 2023 breakout is going to be Justin Jefferson. Just kidding. No, <laughs> no. Nico Collins of the Houston Texans. Mm -hmm. So, look, I get it. He is currently wide receiver 55 on the season. If you want a dumpster fire, say less. The Houston Texans have you covered. Thank God for their baseball team because aside from that, their football team is abysmal. Their college team is pretty good. Their pro team is garbage. They are 1-10-1, which has got to be one of the ugliest records I've ever seen. If they never win another game this year, I wouldn't be shocked at all. If they lose, yeah. though, they got all ones. That's kind of fire. I don't know if you've ever seen that before. Yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, that would be weird. I'm not going to look it up. Somebody else will, and then I'll just retweet it. So, uh, <laughs> look, Davis Mills is so bad. They went to Kyle Allen. That's how you know you suck. <laughs> Sorry, yes. Davis Mills. The quarterback ceiling can only go up from here, whether it's C.J. Stroud, whether it's Bryce Young, Will Levis, or maybe even Anthony Richardson, although I feel like he needs to go somewhere where he gets a little bit of the Jordan Love treatment. He's very raw mm -hmm. yet. I don't think that the Houston Texans are in a position to wait another year to go get a starting quarterback. and It's not like they have a good placeholder at all. They, they don't. They really don't. Weird stat, though, by the way, through 14 games last year that he played 33 catches, 446 yards, and one touchdown. Prior to this week's game, he had 34 catches for 446 yards and one touchdown. It's almost exactly the same. He's now sitting at 37 for 481 and two. He's getting plenty of targets, and eventually they're even going to be catchable targets, hopefully in time for his third-year breakout. He only has one drop on the season, and he is number 11 among wide receivers in contested catch percentage at 61.5%. So, look, Nico doesn't drop the ball. He's just not getting really good targets. The Houston Texans offense is awful. This is what happens when you hire Lovey Smith. You get a really, really sound defensive football team and really, really boring offensive football. This is what happens. This is why head coaches like Nick Sirianni get hired. This is why Sean McVay gets hired. Kyle Shanahan, because these guys are innovative offensively. That being said, even though the offense is boring, for a big outside wide receiver at six foot four, 215 pounds, he's the prototype of the guy that's going to get the majority of the targets in an offense like this. Draft capital-wise, a single 2023 second can get it done what i've seen some trades nate nico collins and a 23 second for elijah moore i'll take nico in the second yeah very good phil very nico Col nico collins cam Akers for damian pierce which side do you want 
I'm taking the Nico side and and Cam Akers. Um, I've seen a little bit of Cam Akers. Uh, it seems like he's starting to get the groove a little bit. And if he goes to another team, I still trust the the talent uh, in that case. So throwing Nico in there is perfect with that. And Chev, a 23 second for Nico Collins and a 23 fourth. Let's get a little icing on the cake there. Yeah, there you go. You get a little icing on the cake. And I mean, honestly, those fourth, we really aren't expecting to draft anybody for me. Like I'm just looking to trade those and move up. Obviously, you're not going to probably move up to a second, but you can move that third a little bit closer to the beginning of the third round. So I like it. It's good. But as Nate says, it is an asset. So it's something. So realistically, you know, when we're talking breakout, I think right now he's going to ascend. I'm saying at this point in the season, he's at 481 yards. He could realistically push eight to 900 next year with better quarterback play. It doesn't matter who comes in. He could realistically be a thousand yard receiver with five to eight touchdowns, depending. Yeah. We're going to have to throw the ball. Damian Pierce has been stuffed regularly. He could get replaced as per Nate Christian. Could end up being a solid wide receiver on your three, wide receiver three on your team, even a low end wide receiver two. For what you're paying, it's definitely worth it. I think with Nico Collins, what you're hoping for is for him to be exactly the same player as Donovan Peoples-Jones. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Which is funny because they're both Michigan and they're both very similar players. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Similar Super career athletic. so far, too. Yep. They, they do be what they do be. So, would you guys like to do some rapid-fire breakout or bust? Love. Sure. Mm, that's what I like to hear. Sean, would you like to pay attention and switch the screen to what it's supposed to be? <laughs> We'll wait for you. It's fine. There we go. All right. Let's give it up for our producer, Sean. Woo. Got distracted by the tacos. Thanks, Sean. It's Taco Tuesday, the Fournier household. <laughs> Careful that uh, Chi-Chi's taco sauce got a little kick to it. Chi-Chi's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So breakout or bust, Nate. Rashad Bateman as a low-end wide receiver one, and somewhere Zach Duarte's phone is getting thrown out of a window in Miami, Florida. Our very own Florida man spazzing out. Nate Christian talking about Rashad Bateman. Breakout or bust, Shadi B as a low-end wide receiver one. I still think Rashad Bateman has that potential. You know, I'm probably going to go down with the ship, you know, and I'm going to say chances don't look as great as they used to, but I'm still holding strong. I like Rashad Bateman. I think he is still going to be the wide receiver one on that offense next year. And I think that offense can have a really good wide receiver who's very efficient. I think Rashad Bateman fits that role. Everyone's got to be healthy, though, and Ravens have not been able to do that for the last three years. They have not been able to stay healthy. So um, if they can finally stay healthy next year, I think Rashad Bateman has that ceiling. But uh, buy with caution because the Ravens offense is struggling to stay consistent, and a lot of it's just due to health. Bring back Trace McSorley. All right, Philip, breakout or bust? Jerry Judy as a low-end wide receiver, too. Um, I still see it as a breakout. Uh, we, we did see uh, Jerry Judy is still being relevant, uh, even even with the Russ being terrible. Uh, Cortland Sutton is still showing that he's not really having so much separation. Um, but as soon as Jerry Judy has come back uh, this past week, he did actually have a really good game. Uh, a good amount of fantasy points for you, and I think from week to week he can still, you know, get get you that that uh, consistent week to week uh, fantasy uh, relevancy from week to week. So a wide receiver two, that's probably the cap. A little in wide receiver two, so I I still do like that. 
All right, no cap. So, Chev, Brandon Ayuk as a wide receiver, too. Chev is wearing a cap. So, Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver, too. Break out a bust. Yeah, I think he's doing it right now. So, I think he can break out again and do the same thing he's doing this season. I mean, he's proven that he's a good target in that offense. He's a guy that they can throw to. He's getting touchdowns. I like what I see out of Brandon Ayuk. And he's out of the doghouse, finally, so – we're good to go with Brandon Ayuk moving forward. Yeah. Brock Purdy, fire him up. Fire him All up. right. So let's see. Mike, Josh. Yes, that's me. Hi. Josh Palmer as a mid wide receiver, too. I believe it. Keenan Allen's getting old. Mike Williams has been borderline useless for fantasy this season. DeAndre Carter has been getting really, really relevant snaps. DeAndre Carter. Josh Palmer, it's my dude. I like him. And I think uh, next year it could definitely be his time to shine. So I'm all in on Josh Palmer. Oh, Nate, you feel? Like, I feel like you want to say something here. I'm with Nate too. I'm what with it, Nate. If I they, don't want to say much. Other than I just don't agree. I put my name next, so not yours. So it's rapid fire. Well, if I'm you look at saying. the mock draft the other day for 2023, they got a pretty solid wide receiver. Go, go, drop the link, Bob. I don't think go. Bob actually <laughs> drops the links when no. I tell him to. Well, yeah. well, maybe he'll do it this time, or he'll cut yeah. it out. One of the two. Yeah. Do it, Bob. Um, all right. Next one. Chev, last one. Darnell Mooney as a wide receiver, too. I, I can't I can't buy that right now, man. Oh. I, I I want to. I love Mooney. I talked about him when he was a rookie. Uh I just can't see it. I don't see it right now. I think they're gonna get another wide receiver. You got Claypool there. I think they're gonna run the football a heck ton. It's just not for me at the moment, sadly. All right. So sorry to all you Bears fans out there, Chev and Scott Sidlow. Hey, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Yeah, actually, Scott was one of the guys that did not respond to my trade offering. Scott. He's a busy man. He is a busy man. Got all them kids, got like a billion leagues. He does podcasts. I know you're on the sleeper app, Scott. One thing he does that really confused me, though, I don't know if it's going to make the show, but... He like the takes audio all, he takes all his players out, and then he'll he'll put the starting roster like right before the game start. I don't I want to know the theory behind that why he does that because I have absolutely no clue. Maybe I would forget. Canvas. Can I? I would I absolutely you, forget. Can I tell you why? Uh, Here I used to do that in a league too because I had somebody. He would spend so much time in the league looking at every single lineup and be like, oh, this guy's lineup isn't optimized. This guy's lineup isn't optimized. So I would literally have nobody in my starting lineup, and that would be the last league that I would check, and then I would set everything before the game. So I would do it just to piss somebody off. Maybe so Scott does the same it. thing. Okay. Maybe Scott and a Scott. I don't know. But I did Maybe notice that also, as well. Michael and Scott? My, oh. Also – if you want to talk about somebody not optimizing their lineup and pissing off an entire league, please check out our contributor, Dan Rosier on Twitter at the B league says and say, Hey, <laughs> what you doing in the one Oh one, Dan, people want to know because people were furious. Personally, I think if you're buying in on the tank and you're paying your league fees, set your lineup, however you want. And you know what else you should do with your lineup? Would anyone like to know? Let me get back I to it. Love here. to know, Mike. Please. You should me. use the promo code Rewind, all caps, all one word, on Underdog Fantasy, and get ready for best ball pickums and rivals. 
you get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. So deposit $100 with 100 different accounts and you are good to go. If you're headed to a game, go to SeatGeek.com and use promo code DynastyRewind to get $20 off your first ticket purchase. You have that first stadium beer on us with your savings. Fantastic. And we want you to be a part of the best community in fantasy football. Become a rewinder today and get access to rankings, bonus pods, written content, and so much more. And we're now offering a 10% discount on yearly memberships. You essentially get a month for free. So until next time, everybody, my faithful co-hosts, Landfill, Nate, and Chev, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening.